Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning, hour number two, 501 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go over to Lake Houston. Let's check in with Mr. John Littleton this morning, see what he's up to. Morning, John. Hey, good morning, Captain. How are you today, sir? Couldn't be better. Thanks for asking. What's up with you? Oh, I'm trying to keep this seat warmer warm. There you go. (laughs) What did we do before seat warmers? And I, I mean, I, I'm more <laughs> impressed with the steering wheel warmers. That's what I oh, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You don't have I, to wear your isotoners. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Remember that commercial with <laughs> isotoner <Yeah>. gloves? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just, you know, I need to get me one of them $120,000 bass boats that's got seat warmers and steering wheel warmers and all that stuff on it. That'll help me catch more fish. I think I don't know, <laughs> but uh, you know I, I you know I I really like some of that stuff they're putting in these boats these days. But uh, man, I, I just you know I don't like that price tag that's associated with it. That's the that's the problem. But uh, there's some I, you know there's some probably going to be there at the boat shows this year. You know, so it'll. That's coming up for too long, but uh, no, fishing was pretty good last week, Mickey. Last weekend we had, uh, you know, a tournament. Well, actually, it was two tournament day out at Lake Houston, and we had eighteen boats in one tournament and ten in the other one, which I thought was really good for the conditions. You know, a right. lot of those guys are fair weather fishermen. You know, so. Uh, and the fish bit, I, I mean, we had, it, it took almost 16 pounds to win. So, uh, you know, and the team that won was in both tournaments. So they walked away with a, a real good payday, uh, you know, for both tournaments. And they had big fish. They had a big, a big four. Um, I didn't stay for the whole weigh-in and all that. I had to get home and go to a birthday party with the grandkids, so, you know, uh, but uh, I we got a check, uh, I think we ended up fifth, but, uh, you know, we only had four fish that weighed 1001, um, decent size, you know, we just, we had the fifth one on a couple times, and you know how that happens. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, they uh, came off, I, I think. If we'd had another decent fish, I think second was second was high twelve. Then there was another twelve pound bag, and then a, an eleven something. So you know, I mean, with with another decent keeper, we'd have moved up a couple spots anyhow. But uh, oh well, that's you know, that's fishing, not catching. You know, but uh, the way it works, man. Yeah, yeah, there was, um, I I haven't seen the actual report come out yet, um, so I don't know, I, I don't know how many fish was actually caught, and, uh, you know, the total pounds, they haven't put out that report yet, 
but um, you know, it just it, I did see a lot of fish coming across the scale, and mm. there was a line, you know, weighing in. Well, that's so, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was. I you know, I tell you, I I was going in hoping to catch three, and we got four. So. You know, it's early in the year, but, uh, and we should have had five, but, you know, that's the way it goes. But I tell you, Mickey, it was slow. Uh, everybody that, uh, you know, I did talk to throughout the week said, you know, you know, it was slow. I mean, just creep a, you know, creep a little creature bait or, you know, if you did throw a spinner bait or a crank bait, you know, you had to just barely move it, you know, it, it they were not chasing anything at all. Right. But, uh, and, you know, it seemed to be, we had, we found 57 degree water temp. Now that was last Saturday. So, um, you know, I mean, it was, it was getting close to being right. But, uh, and the fish were up, all the fish that we caught were in two to three foot of water. Uh, so it, it just, it's, it was going to get better. It is. Uh, you know, we had all that cold weather this week. Uh, I checked my app last night on my phone about water level. Water levels was 98%, uh, um, which I thought was strange because with all this rain, you know, they say we got coming. I figured right. they would have pulled the plug already. Now, they might drop it drastic today and tomorrow. Um, which I figure they'll drop it, you know, quite a bit with all that rain that, you know, that supposedly we got coming. Um, but it said last night on the, my, my app there that uh, water temp was 53 degrees. I just, man, I just don't, I don't feel that is correct because with all that cold temp, I'm thinking we're in the, Mid to upper 40. Yeah, should be. That's what we are down here. That's pretty, you know, Lake Houston, that's pretty pretty close to what we usually are most of the year, you know, temperature-wise. Right. 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 Yeah. But it, uh, you know, it, it, it just can't be 53 degrees. Now, I don't know where that, where they're getting that, you know, that, uh, that temperature from, what part of the lake. But, uh, you know, it, I don't know. We're, we're going to go, we're going to go hunting this weekend. We got last weekend. We got to get that grandbaby a, a deer. She got to get her one. Yeah, she needs to roll one. Fire. Put one on yeah. the ground, man. I know. I know. We're, uh, we're getting down to the wire. It just, I, I don't know. It's been off and on for us this year. You know, and, I, and not just us. I've talked to a lot of other people. You know, they everybody saw deer at the beginning of the year, and then they just vanished. You know, they're well, coming it's, out. Yeah, it's, but, it's, it's that way down deep south, too. It's just real, uh, it's kind of a roller coaster ride. You get a weather change, then you see a lot of, you know, the more mature bucks start moving around, and then it warms up a little, and they just lay up. It's crazy. Well, there was an awesome acorn crop this year. You know, and a lot of them deer, you know, they're not they're not coming to those feeders. You know, they're they're eating them 
you know, they're eating them natural acorns out there in the woods. But, uh, you know, I've, I'm kind of anxious to look at the trail camera photos and see what all we had going on when it was 15 degrees, you know. So Yeah. Uh, Where do you hunt but, at? Uh, what area of the state are you at? It's up on the other side of Fayetteville, uh, you know, out in it's, it's Fayetteville, but it's on the other side, about 12 miles out there. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's a little cooler. You know, it's probably halfway from here to San Antonio. Yeah, I was so, talking to Bob Green. He he got down to like 14 there at his house, you know, by Fayette County. Right. So. Right. Pretty cold. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll you know, we need to go and check on the check on the water situation and all that. I mean, we might have water running everywhere. I don't know. Uh, I hope not. But hope we hadn't been either. up there. So, you know, we hadn't been since the freeze. Everything was shut off and all that. But, you know, uh, the well could have froze. Or, you know, we still yeah, you got never know. water well. When you get there. there, you turn everything on. Just cross your fingers. <laughs> Sprinkler system go off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not going to go early. We're going to go midday Saturday, get a Saturday evening hunt, and then, uh, you know, a Sunday morning hunt, and then kind of pick up, pack up, probably won't go back for a couple weeks, uh, you know, and then we just kind of kind of play it by ear and see what happens. I, You know, I'm like I said, I'm kind of anxious to see what we got on cameras and then we'll kind of we got a couple areas to sit a couple right. stands so then we're going to look at some footage and figure out you know the best place to sit where we got the most activity i know we'll have some deer it's right. just you know uh, well maybe you can get your granddaughter on a on a really nice deer for her get her a good yeah deer. we we still chasing that big 10 and there's a big six up there too that's wide that deer's 16 17 inches wide right um uh, i i just you know it's it's one of them deer that you know what's it going to be next year you know so yeah what age age class does it look like i mean it looks it? like it's between two and a half three years old yeah that that may turn into a big eight in a year or two you never know yeah yeah, yeah. so uh and, and, you know, we've been a little picky. We could have shot a couple things, but, you know, we're not, we're not, you know, just go out there and blast everything there is. So, you know, we're being a little conserv- conservative. But uh, this Nothing weekend, uh, we might throw a little bit of that out the window. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's uh, crunch time, put it that way. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, but we're going to. We're gonna go give it a give it a whirl and see what we can come up with. But uh, but now back to the fishing, Mickey. We don't have anything going on this weekend at the lake, and then uh, next weekend we got an individual. It's Angler's Quest individual tournament next Sunday. Right. So uh, I, I'm just I I'll try to bend trout next Friday, Saturday, kind of look around. I, I just really don't know what all this rain's gonna do you know well that's true you may be fishing a really muddy stained lake you know 
Uh-huh. Well, it was it was muddy Saturday, you know, when we were there. But you know, you, you tie on a bigger, heavier spinner bait, and you know, it's something that's got a, a ton of rattles and a crankbait. You know, uh, right? Something noisy they can locate. And I tell you, I've always said this. I'm a big, firm believer in scent, and I even take it and put it on my. You know, I'll pour some on my spinnerbait trailer and right. uh, even, you know, cause naturally all my plastic stuff I throw. And then even on a crankbait, you know, I'll rub a little bit of it on that sure. crankbait. So, uh, you know, it might be me, mental, you know, but I, I don't know. It helps me catch more fish. So, Well, that's all that matters if you got confidence yeah. in it. And that. That's like I tell everybody with saltwater lure selection and all that. Whatever you can throw the best and work the best and have confidence in, that's what you need to throw. Yep, yep. Throw what you a, know, a lot buddy. Of that, a lot of that's more mental. You know, it, it just, you know, go with your gut feeling. If something's telling you to yes. do something, do it. Because it'll usually work. You know, if, you know I, I've had people... Tell me that, or I've been fishing, and I know you have. Right. You've been in an area, and then, man, something's just telling you to run to another spot, and you go over there, and you land on top of them, and whack them. You know. Exactly. So. All right, John, I'm out of time, buddy. If somebody wants to call you, give them a number, man. Sure, they can give me a call on my cell, 281-222-8544. All right, John, well, good luck to you. Y'all get one. All right. I hope to send you a picture. See you, buddy. Thanks. All right. Bye. All right. All right. That's John Littleton up on Lake Houston. Time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Leaves are turning. There's a chill in the air. Campfires are burning. We're gathered round in chairs. Three generations of hunting in our veins. Talking about what might happen on opening day. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 520 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to Texas City and check in with Mr. Dave Fremont. See what he's up to. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Captain Mickey. How in the world are you? I'm doing okay. Well, we survived that. We survived that freeze. We we're ready, man. <laughs> Is that all you got, man? Bring it. We're ready. Yeah, bring it, boy. Everybody was seemed to be a little more prepared this time. They they didn't have enough time to forget about twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you when you get hit hard like that, what we got a couple of years ago, it it tends to stick with you. I. Uh, I went ahead and did some preparations this time and figured I'd, I got lucky last time, but this time I figured we would go ahead and get the line, get the line green. (laughs) Yeah. We got, we got that plastic pipe, that PEX piping in our house and they got a manifold in the utility room. You can cut everything off there and then walk around outside of the house and open up the drains and, but there's one, they always do something just not quite right. There's one drain that that comes off upstream of all that fancy stuff. So the 
only way to cut that off is to cut the water off to the house. So that one I have to leave drip a little bit. And it got so cold that it kind of froze up that drip when I went out there to check on things. It had stopped oh, yeah. and uh, and frozen that that up. So I had to I had to take a little old heat gun that I've got and saw that faucet out and get it dripping again but other than that man we got we got through we were very fortunate and i don't know if we'll have anything like that again but uh this season but uh i think everything's gonna be okay i'm with you but that that cold uh that cold snap really did a number though in terms of of uh trying to keep bait alive and stuff like that you know when that water temperature gets that cold uh it really gets cold in the bait tanks, even when you're trying to circulate and such. But uh, so right now everything is empty, and uh, we'll just have to wait till things warm up. And uh, the shrimpers might go out this weekend. We'll just have to wait and see. And it's no big deal either way because we're, Man, we're I not think really that's hard. The first time I ever heard that Boyd's didn't have any live bait <clears throat> all these years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, when we're when we're fortunate, a lot of times on the weekends when things are busy, we'll have plenty in the morning, early, and then we'll be out uh, by mid morning or so, you know. But uh, in the dead of winter, when that water temperature gets in the forties and fifties, it yeah, it's uh, it's useless to try to keep bait alive, and it's so expensive. They're so expensive, and uh, so I walked through the, the the bait room back there at Boyd's a little while ago, and it was. Uh, it was real quiet, nothing running and, uh, right. and no no bait. And I, I don't know if the wind's blowing or not because there's no bait flags up, so I can't tell you about any wind. <laughs> <clears throat> I Actually, I saw some of the flares and stuff uh, from the skyline, and it looked like, uh, I, I, I don't know, what's it got a little north to it? Yeah, it's north right now down your way about 10 to 15. Mm-hmm. You know, it hadn't really kicked yeah. in. That front crossed, you know, just before I went on the air, and there was fog down there early, and it uh, it's pushing fall. So they're calling mm-hmm. for some pretty good winds today, you know, 25 to 30 with higher gusts. Possible. I'm mi- I, I misread the forecast, or or it changed on me. I I thought we were supposed to start get some rain this morning, but I don't see any rain in the forecast today. No, you just it's wait till next week. You'll get all you want next week. <laughs> <laughs> Warm up and rain. That's that's a bad thing about these real cold spells. Once it really warms up, gets into the sixties and everything, here comes the rain, man. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be here. We'll get some, and I got to say, uh, we. We don't need we don't need the flood and all that stuff. But uh, you were talking about the crawfish situation a while ago, and it's just uh, yeah, we're in dire we're in of, y'all are in dire straits, man. Yeah, uh, the the folks in in Louisiana that have been building up that industry for so long and working hard, it's just a mess right now. And so we kind of need some slow soaking. Sounds kind of like maybe what they're talking about. We're going to get next week, and so. Uh, that, that'll all help. I don't know what it's actually going to do to salvage the, the early part of the season. It's not going to happen, but we'll yeah. hopefully, hopefully they'll see some kind of relief and, and they can build on some hope for the, the next season and just kind of, it's going to be interesting to see. And it's going to affect a lot of people, uh, all the way and around over here. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, Jason, uh, He's he's always thinking about stuff, and several years ago, he was thinking about 
you know when we have a when we have a a glut of crawfish we we ought to we ought to freeze them up find a way to freeze them up and take care of them and and uh, use them when times are really tough well he, he did that and it wasn't easy and it's still a learning process but he he uh, built a couple little cryo machines uh that'll That'll get that water mighty, mighty cold, and you can drop anything in there in a matter of just a couple of minutes or so, a few minutes, it'll it'll freeze just solid. And he, he started working with crawfish that way. Now, there's been frozen crawfish for a long time. Uh, I'm not talking about the peeled. I'm talking about actually in the shell still frozen. The Chinese uh, have just about done everything, and they've been uh, exporting and selling uh, frozen bags of crawfish for, for some years now. Right. And uh, they use a they use some blast freezing uh, as well, but uh, anyway, this stuff is interesting to me, but maybe not to a lot of people. But uh, with the way the situation is now with crawfish, people that always turn their nose up on on frozen crawfish, and and I don't blame them because sometimes they're not any good at all. Uh, now. Uh, People are eating, uh, mostly they're eating frozen crawfish or cryo uh, crawfish and and still paying an arm and a leg because it costs a lot of money to, to process that stuff, even though it's, sure. you know, you can't beat fresh. You just can't beat live, fresh, anything. No. But so uh, right now, or anything. yeah, a couple of, uh, let's see, what is this? this is uh, mid-January. Um, the first, first part of December, <clears throat> we cranked out some, some uh, live crawfish that he had gotten just a little bit. He didn't have much, but we we told him straight up, this stuff is going to be expensive cooked, and so we were selling them for twelve, twelve dollars, maybe twelve ninety nine a pound. And I thought people were going to run us up on one of those bait flags that bait poles that we've got out there, you know. And uh, and I mean, we were getting chunked out like uh, old George Bush was when that guy was throwing shoes at him and that and right. that uh, interview. But but now now people go. Hey, you got any more of them twelve ninety nine crawfish? Well, you so, know, I'm hearing rumors people paying seventeen ninety nine a pound for them already cooked. You know, at restaurants yeah. and stuff, the ones that can get them. I mean, that's. Boy. I fully, I fully understand and appreciate anybody's uh, uh, resistance to wanting to pay that. I'll tell you right now, I haven't. I really doubt if I will. I, I'll take that same money and go buy me some shrimp, and I'll just I'll be about as happy. I'll and uh, put my money on the shrimp every time. You got Get it. the shrimp. Good. Yeah. I never thought I I'd much. live to see where crawfish were more expensive than shrimp. Isn't that nuts? It's been a – it's been a – when you stop and think about it, it's been the strangest five years. This last five years from everything that's been going on uh, health-wise to economy-wise, it's a – uh, you almost just want to duck every morning when you get up. You just want to take a little hesitation before you even crawl out of bed. But uh, it's uh, we'll see. I just hope I hope the folks that are that are suffering right now in this crawfish business they can crawl out from underneath it and have some better days ahead. I think there will be. But uh, okay. so with that with that said, uh, boys, one stop. Uh, we don't have any bait. We got plenty of plenty of other stuff. If you if you want to do a little bit of lure chunking and stuff, uh, they got everything hanging on the wall that you can imagine. But for right now, uh, it's dead stuff, dead shrimp. I think there's some squid over there, some mullet, and and yeah. all that good stuff. But uh, 
uh, live stuff in terms of mullet and, uh, and shrimp. We'll just have to wait and see what the shrimpers and the cast net throwers come up with for the next couple of days. And then we'll, uh, we'll dodge this next weather front. And uh, it's all going to be okay. I made my ride out to the end of the dike at Mickey, and uh, it's just a nice, peaceful drive with uh, no traffic, very little critters walking around, good visibility. I could see all the way around. You got some kind of a little old flare or something coming up around uh, Laporte or Baytown, or uh, maybe right over around I-10 where where 146 comes in. Maybe one of them big refineries. It might be Chevron. They flare a lot over there off I-10 in Mont Bellevue area, so there ain't no telling. Yeah. I didn't see it I this sh- morning when I came in, but uh, that could happen after I got here at the studio too. Yeah, that old cold weather can wreak havoc on refineries. I've got yes. vivid vivid nightmares from uh, working the control board at the refinery there in Texas City, and and uh, when that when everything starts freezing up, uh, we weren't geared up for that, and things just start going south in a hurry. So when I see the winter time and flares burning, it it brings back some. Uh, some, some tough memories in that regard. That's but, a plant uh, worker's worst nightmare is a big Arctic freeze coming or a hurricane. Woo, That's uh, oh. Panic mode sets in real quick. Yeah, that really uh, increases the pucker factor. That's for sure. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> but uh, the um, uh, like I say, things look good out on, on the bay. I think the tide's a little bit down. I was just glancing out across from the granite rocks, and I, I seemed like it was – probably down i didn't make it out to the to the dike when that old front was in uh, really getting it i probably pushed that water out a pretty good ways i don't know but there were some uh, big waves breaking on that left side though at north side when that thing first hit yeah the surf was up that day i bet it was brother especially that night when it was 50 50 mile an hour winds man that was nasty man that's uh that's even too much for the duck hunters i think Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> now, it's well, we'll get through this, and before you know it, we'll be talking about the big, big nasty drum run, man. Man, you know, I was thinking about that on the way. Um, I haven't done anything uh, as far as having just little or little old fun tournaments and stuff. It just kind of people seem like just kind of got a little bit burnt out with them, and there was one just seemed like every weekend, and just just uh. So I kind of let it slide a little bit, but I've had a handful of people asking me. We might do something. Boyd's might fire up something, but I think I'm going to keep it simple, and I think we'll just maybe just make it even a a free tournament, and and I'll I'll get Jason to kick in something, just something fun, maybe involve the kids into it, and uh, just kind of stir up the pot a little bit. But, yeah, Black Drum, Big Uglies will be making their way if they haven't already. Usually, um, right around the first first of February, they really start making a move, and uh, you throw out an, uh, an old crab out there, or a, a big old shrimp, or just about anything. And one of them big uglies is liable to latch on and give you a good memory, and uh, so that that's what we've got in store for us. There'll still be an occasional little red, and uh, so the sheephead sheephead just love this old winter water, and they yeah, like to eat them season. Yeah, (laughs) it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Well, that's all good to know. Well, hey, if uh, give them some info about Boyd's, if they want to get down there or call or check on some shrimp or what have you, how they get a hold of you guys. Well, we're we're right down there on at the base of the Texas City Dyke on uh, 
the right hand side coming in is two two seven Dyke Road. Uh, so far, we've been trying to stay open twenty four hours, but Mickey, it got so doggone cold that uh, I don't blame you. We shut down at uh, nine o'clock in the evening, a couple of evenings, and then during the the worst part of that cold weather, we shut the doors completely for um, a day and a half or so. So, but we're open. Don't have a lot, like I say, in terms of live live bait, but uh, the folks there will be happy to fix you up. And if it's seafood you need, we can take care of that. And the Cajun Grill's been cooking gumbo every day, so Ooh. come on down, come on down and get a bowl of that gumbo that uh, Sharon cooks up. And uh, with that, I'll thank you for letting me come in and visit with you on a Friday morning. Very good. I always look forward to it, and uh, have a good weekend. And We'll wait and see what next week brings weather-wise. You never know, man. Good deal. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Dave. See you, buddy. All right. All right, that's Dave Fremont down at Boyd's One Stop on the Texas City Dyke. It's time for a break. We'll be right back. Yes, I admit I've got a thinking problem. She's always on my mind. Her memory goes round. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. Let's run down G-Town Way now. Let's check in with Captain Steve Hillman and see what he's up to. Good morning, Mr. Hillman. What's up? Good morning, Mr. Eastman. How are you? Uh, I'm here, man. It's all good. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, it's been a fairly uneventful week for me. And probably a lot of people. You in the, and about ninety nine percent everybody else. Uh, I just spent the week, uh, first part of the week, wrapping pipes, our house, mom's house, and repairing stuff at mom's. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just uneventful stuff. Hot water heater went out yesterday here at the house. Messed oh, it for man. four or five hours. Watched, uh, I think the last two nights I watched the Equalizer 1, 2, and 3. Watched Law and Order twice. <laughs> I watched more TV in the last three or four nights than I've watched in probably the last five years combined. <laughs> it's been a weird week for me, man. I've done stuff that I never did. But well, I haven't fished in over a week. It's what you do in these uh, slow times right now. We're kind of on the back yeah. burner. And man, next weekend looking too pretty either. No, it's really not, and and I'm actually got quite a few trips on the books right now, but I haven't been able to run hardly any, any of them. I had a trip yesterday; it was beautiful, and and uh, we talked about me and the guys that I was going to take talked about it a couple of days before the trip, and uh, we were supposed to go to Matagorda. Man, when you're when you're on the phone and you're talking to your clients about going <laughs> fishing, and it's still like. 30 degrees outside and, and blowing 35 it there's something about the mindset because you're not to that day yet you know what i mean and uh so we ended up punting on the whole deal and and for sure should have gone yesterday i think but, but hell when we were talking on the phone we didn't have any water in the bay and it was colder than a cave i think water temperature the lowest water temperature i saw was like 39.8 that's on on you know looking on my phone on the different weather stations. It Where still was that worked. at the Causeway? No, it was at Eagle Point. Oh, it did drop below forty. I kept checking it, and the lowest I saw was like forty point two or something. Yeah, I saw thirty nine point eight was the lowest. 
Yeah. I got a so I got a text earlier that from a listener and a good friend. I've known him for years, and uh, he told me there were some, some not so positive news over Matagorda Way and some back lakes. So here we oh, go. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I'm a little surprised. Just a couple of nights of that stuff. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, according to that one chart that came out, 40, 24 hours below forty five is critical. I always thought it was, you know, below forty. I thought thirty eight. Forty is what I always critical. Thought. Exactly, me too. I always thought it was forty degrees, but but Manicota, that East Bay did hit thirty eight. Is what they say. Really? Yeah. It's like with everything else, you got all these different variables that, that go into the equation. It's not, probably not just water temperature. Probably has a lot to do with uh, length of time, what the water temperature was prior to the front, uh, what the tide level was, what it ended up being. How much yeah. wind we had? There's there's a whole bunch of stuff that that, that uh, figures into it, I'm sure. But uh, but yeah, I've been kind of um, I was going through my office looking at some stuff the day before yesterday and putting away some old planners and just notes and stuff, filing some stuff away. And and golly, what a night and day difference these last two years have been compared to. 2018 and 2019 as far as not just numbers of trout but numbers really right now is no problem but the size of the trout the size uh, yeah the age class yeah i remember the year after harvey uh harvey was the floods from harvey for us right uh, was late august 2017 and i'll never forget me calling bob hardy it was i think january 8th of 2018 and it was on a sunday morning and i said hey man what are you doing he said nothing and anyway long story short we both jumped in the truck and and drove down to matagorda and we waited two spots in the afternoon and uh <laughs> first spot i don't think we had a bite second spot jumped out i think it was like two hours but be- might have been an hour before dark uh, those fish just absolutely went off, and I caught two over eight on a pink skitter walk. He was just now, he, I think that might have been his first time to throw the hot rod. He just got it in from Brazil, and, and uh, he hooks up on a mammoth trout and gets it up to his waist, and, and it pulled loose right at his waist. He said it was one of the biggest trout he's ever had on. But, but anyway, starting from that point all the way, and we caught a few really good ones prior to, to that day down there yeah. and and a few decent ones here but t- all of 2018 2019 and then 2020 we caught a lot of what i consider pretty good fish i mean during that stretch our biggest one was 29 and a quarter that's a really good fish yeah and and then that freeze in february uh i think it was what the 15th february 15th of 2021 uh the big one none of us thought that it i didn't think that it did a hell of a lot to our bay and we saw the numbers that came out on east matagorda i think parks and wildlife's numbers for what it's worth said they lost i think it was 46 percent. i think that's what they said of yeah. their trout right um uh, man i just i'm thinking man i don't know if that's true i just don't know it just and of course we were all gun shy uh about keeping fish and we we caught and released everybody was on the catch and release train remember for a mm-hmm. while after that and uh we all we all 
released everything we caught there for months. Uh, matter of fact, some of the guys in the Coastal Bend area and on further south, they started catching strictly catch and release on their trips, and, and to this day, still are. You know, I know Jay and, and Chad Petterick, all those guys. They don't they don't keep anything, but but we. Uh, I didn't think it was that bad, really. And then we've had, what, two years to look at it now? Hell, almost three. Almost three. And we really, in either bay system, we just don't have the quality of fish. And it seems like, I guess where I'm going with this, I was just thinking about it the other day when I was filing stuff away, looking at some old notes. What it seems like is we lost a lot of the upper age classes of fish, or maybe more than that, maybe some of the lower age classes than what we're catching now. Right. You know, were fish that were just didn't even exist during that time. You know what I mean? We're catching two and a half, you know, one and a half to two and a half year old fish now, but we're just still missing those upper age classes of, of fish. And, and, and when I say both bays, I'm talking about the bays that, that I fish. Yeah. The Galveston Bay complex and, and East Matagor. There's only two bays I fish anymore. So it's, only thing I really have to look at, but, um, but, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just so much different. It just, it was, I had a bunch of stuff going through my head when I was filing that stuff away and just looking at, you ever do that? Just look at old pictures and look at old notes. Oh yeah. I like to reminisce, go down, you know, you get one of those days where you're not fishing or doing anything and you go through all your old stuff. And, uh, I like doing that memory lane, man. Yeah, and and I guess can't take that away from us. <laughs> no, but it's it's, and I'm not trying to sound doom and gloom. It just no, one of the I understand. Too, it's it, well, it's you're a realist. Well, one of the things too that that brought it to mind was talking to some of these clients recently during some of these somewhat you know kind of harsh. I'm not talking about the freeze, the Arctic freeze we just had, or the two day, three day freeze, whatever. But but we've had some pretty harsh conditions other than, than just those few days and, and talking to some of my customers recently, uh, especially some of the guys been fishing me, you know, 15, 20 years, man, we wouldn't bat an eye. We'd go and we'd go in a lot of that stuff because we knew we had the opportunity to, to pop a, a really good fish this time fish of year. Of a lifetime. Yeah. You don't have much hope on that anymore. Like we used to, that kept you, well, it kept you going, you know? Yeah, you knew. Hey, yeah. I know it's going to be terrible fishing today, but hey, that one cast, I could catch a double-digit fish today. Right, exactly. But uh, you know, I was talking to uh, talking to a buddy of mine yesterday about that. Me and oh well, you know him, Ari Swartz. I was yeah, talking to him, and uh, he, uh, I run into him from time to time here in town, but uh, he doesn't. He hasn't been going much the last few years because he likes to do the go wait off the beaten path and fish for a few big bites and stuff That's like it. that. And, and, uh, just, I have some other friends same way. And Jake and I were talking about it last week and we we're out there fishing, you know, and we caught a fair number of fish and it was a blast. Don't get me wrong. I love getting bit. I do. It's fun. But you know, we catch a 21 inch trout and he's like, man, look at this one. It's a good one. And it was fun filling them bump the corky and the, you know you know we caught a lot on twitch baits plugs and stuff that was cool but we were talking about those days when we i don't say where i guess it wouldn't matter but there are certain areas we'd wade this time of year man and it didn't the colder the better and you feel that thump and it, it wasn't a two pounder i mean it was 
it was a five or a six or a seven, and that was Galveston Bay, you know. Well, and this is the time of year we live for because after these events, man, we get on those shallow mud flats behind these yeah. fronts, and it, man, it'd hold that warmer water. I'd be it'd be four or five degrees warmer, and everything would react to it, and those big fish would pull in on those shallow mud flats, and we'd oh man, exactly. My oh my, yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff, but uh, but yeah, looking at the forecast, moving forward, doesn't look like we're going to have a, any kind of window for for fishing until I think next Wednesday, something like that. That's what I saw. Man, I'm showing rain every day next week, all the way through Saturday, starting Monday. It's crazy. Yeah, I saw some rain. I was pretty much looking at fish weather, looking at the wind. I did see some rain yeah. there, but the wind is supposed to just scream until like Tuesday night, I think. Mm. But. But that's what you sign up for, man. When you uh, when you decide to do this kind of stuff for a living, it's it's right there in the brochure. It's the game it's we play. Right <laughs> so, that's right. Live through it all. Oil spills, fish kills, hurricanes. Hey, bring it! I tell you, man, if you can make it through the last few years as a <laughs> you can truly make it through anything <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> yeah but truly making a living doing this man you've done something in my opinion if you've yes. been able to hang in there you know i know i know quite a few guys have dropped out and i know a handful that have moved their operation a lot further south than here you know because of the quality of fish and and, and stuff like that but uh well i, I don't know if i was able to do it and wasn't so up in years i'd relocate and it would be way south yeah yeah but we've got the number we've got fish it's just i'm just ready for some size to them is all you know well we're growing impatient you know it's been almost this year it'll be seven years since harvey it's time that's, that's right a whole, that's a whole cycle of trout right there that's it you know trout life cycle basically is yeah seven to ten years eight eight nine years somewhere in there you know but yeah that's exactly right that's exactly right oh well all right hillman i gotta run already buddy and uh if there was equal equalizer four you could watch that today too i know i wish there was <laughs> man hey that denzel washington his he's movie. he's awesome isn't he i, I like yeah, his movies my, great actor my favorite one's that man on fire but anyway yeah yeah, that was a good one when he was in Mexico as a bodyguard for that uh-huh. little girl. That was that was pretty yeah. cool. That was a good show. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, hey, throw him out a number. Somebody wants to uh, give you a call and come watch a movie with you. <laughs> All right. 409-256-7937. All right. Hey, good talking to you, Steve. You have a good one, buddy. All right, you too. See you, man. All right. That's Captain Steve Hillman. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston.